0: Hello and welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. For many years, I improvised a new bedtime story for my children every night. For Season 5 of Stories for Wonderful Children, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to skip forward to 2020, when many children, including my own, had to attend school online. And so... I told them a long three-month story about an online school. As my children were significantly older at this point, you may notice a shift in tone from the earlier stories that you've been listening to. This story has a little more high adventure, a little romance, and some rare mild fantasy violence. Children who are old enough to enjoy the Harry Potter stories or the Percy Jackson stories should feel right at home with this story of Myra and the online school. I hope you enjoy it, this last season of Stories for Wonderful Children.
1: Myra did have other classes at the online school for adventurers, besides sneaking class. the sneaking class was her favorite. So, Diana, Mm. what's your favorite class in school? Orchestra. Okay. And Katie, what's your favorite class at school? Life science. Life science. Now, if you went to the online adventuring school, what do you think your favorite class would be?
0: Um...
1: Isn't that, is that the thing that all the ads come up for, like, constantly on various things? That's an actual thing, though. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm not joking. <laughs> it's come up on ads on TV. Adventuring school? Well, no, like, yes. online adventure yes. school. Like, it's supposed to be for a little kid. It's supposed to be, like, adventures while doing school. Oh, well... It's a literal thing. I have no idea what you're saying. It's because you're wrong and I'm right. Okay. So, but you didn't answer the question. What, if you went to an online adventuring school, what would your, what would your favorite class be, do you think? Would you be a sneaker or a grower or a Fighter. Magic. Magic. You would be a magicker. Okay. Magicker. No, we don't even know all the classes. No, we don't. I'm still making them up. Mm-hmm. I'll make one up for you, wizard. I'd be that. No, we can't call it wizard. It has I think to be I think Magicker is great. That's yeah. perfect. I think it would be caster. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. Caster, okay. I mean, it makes the most sense. So yes. what well, we've got? We've got healers and fighters that and sneakers and growers well. and casters. Okay. How are we editing this part out? Probably. Well, now that you've said the word editing... <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure any of this is ever going to be listened to by Stay anyone. To. But... <laughs> there's a lot of cat in it so far. Okay. So anyway, Myra, let me tell you about her other classes that she took. She had a sneaking class five days okay. a week, and the other two days a week she had her other classes. She had an orchestra class, actually. The orchestra (laughs) at the online school (laughs) only had two sections. There was the uh, euphonium section, and there was the banjo section, and Myra initially thought about playing the euphonium, but she thought that the banjo was more portable. Everybody at the school had to pick one, and so she picked the banjo, so to speak. Why is that a so-to-speak thing? (laughs) Because that's what you do to play a banjo, you pick it. Oh, uh... Thanks. I'll be here all night, but downstairs. So, she had her first banjo euphonium... Orchestra, and it was every bit as good as you would expect an orchestra composed entirely of euphoniums and banjos to. Can, can banjos really be in an orchestra? Apparently. (laughs) What he says goes. Lay down. That was her first elective. Her second elective was a class where she learned map making, because. It's all well and good going out on adventures, but if you don't draw a map as you go, you don't ever come back from the adventure because you can't find your way home. When she arrived at map making class, she was a little surprised to see that all of the other sneakers from her class, Antoine and Chelsea, had also both chosen map making. Which is good because it's always good to be in a class with people you know. And Corrin was in map making as well. So the map making teacher was named Professor Fieselbub. And Professor Fieselbub was a sentient plant. He brings, he brings he sort of uh, looked... the class of grower to a new level. Yeah. Well. There were rumors in the school that he had come into existence thanks to a senior project decades ago, but nobody knew if that was actually true. But Professor Fieselbald sort of looked like an avocado with a face. Was he an avocado with a face? It's possible. (laughs) But he had roots for legs, which avocados do not, notably. And he had this weird habit, as he taught, of, like, eating chips and salsa, which is strange on so many levels. And Myra and Corn were talking about it. And Myra was saying, you know, why does a plant even need to eat things? Like, they don't even have digestive tract. And Corn said it could be worse. He could like his chips with guacamole. I was thinking that. And Myra was like, point. So... He decided they just weren't going to pay too much attention to it, and they listened to what he had to say, and Professor Fieselbub told them that. He said, Well, it's all very well and good to go on an adventure, but you must know where you're going so you can get back. And so each of you take your map, and I'm going to send you out in teams of two into the forest, and you are to map as you go. And then you are to come back, um, said Myra, raising her hand. Yes, said Professor Fieselbub. What about the giant spiders? Oh, said Professor Fieselbub. I'm so glad you asked. Here's how you handle those. And he took a piece of paper that he had attached to a an easel, and he carefully drew out a picture, he started to draw a map with like, the forest, and then... He drew a a giant spider, and then carefully lettered over the giant spider's body was the phrase, Here there be spiders. This is what you put onto your map to mark where you find spiders. But, said Myra, I actually meant, like, what if the giant spiders try to eat us? Well, said Professor Fisabob, I've never had a problem with that. Coran leaned over, that's because he's a plant. Spiders don't like plants. Hmm. I don't think he has an answer for us. And so they took their pieces of paper and they mapped as they went. And the four of them decided to stick together for safety reasons. And they made their way into the forest. And they had walked along for a bit, mapping the ways that the path twisted and turned, and they reached a turn that looked familiar, and Myra stopped. She said, hey, I think this is the turn where we head into the forest to get to Deer Church. And Corin, who had not been to Deer Church, and Corin said, I've heard about Deer Church, but I've never been. Can we go? And... Wait. Corin's heard about Deer Church? When did this happen? From Myra, over a meal. Oh, okay. Chelsea and Antoine said, Well, as long as we map it, I guess. And so they carefully counted their steps as they went and recorded the trees and which direction they were going and checked their compass headings. And then they reached the clearing and they stopped. And Corinne looked around. He said, Why are we stopping? And Myra said, This is it. This is Deer Church. She said, see if you look really carefully you can kind of see where the grass is a little more trampled down here and over there kind of said corn like maybe and over here this is where they drink and they had a pile of leaves uh huh said corn he said are you sure this wasn't a dream myra said it was more trampled down like the next day when i when i showed chelsea and antoine tell him chelsea and antoine Chelsea and Anton kinda of looked at each other and then they looked at Corinne. Antoine shrugged. He said, There there seemed to be more trampling. But nobody but Myra's actually seen deer here, Corin said. Myra said, Look, I'm pretty sure it actually happened. I'm relatively certain it was not a dream. Okay. Okay, said Corin. Said, uh, well, let's draw the clearing. So they drew the clearing, and they finished drawing it. And Corinne said, hmm, that's odd. What's odd? Said Myra. The dimensions of this clearing, said Corinne, they're exactly the same as the dimensions of the school chapel. Well, said Myra, I think that just goes to show that I'm right, and this actually is Church." Hmm, said Corinne. So when does Dear Church happen? I don't know, said Myra. Ask Tweety. She's the one who showed it to me. I mean, he, I mean, Tweety's the one who showed it to me. Corin said, well, I haven't actually met Tweety yet, so you're going to have to introduce me to your roommate. Right, said Myra. Well, I think we've done enough mapping. Let's head back. And they actually found it much easier this time, because unlike the last time they've gone to Dear Church, they had a map. So they found their way right back to the path and headed back to mapping class, where they handed in their maps to Professor Fieselbub, who looked each of them over. Yes, very nice work, very nice. Oh yes, hmm, that's an interesting part of the forest. And when Corrin handed in his map, he said, Professor Fieselbub, yes. We noticed that this clearing that we found, it's like the same shape and dimensions as the school chapel. Oh, said Professor Fuselbub. Well, I think you're right. Do you have any idea why? said Corin. Hm, said Professor Fuselbub. I really couldn't say. Corin headed back to his seat. He couldn't say, he said. Hm, said Myra. Doesn't know or couldn't say. Corin frowned slightly. You think he's hiding something? I think that you have a conspiracy theory in your head, said Corinne to Myra. Myra said, Okay, well, we'll just see. I'm going to prove to you the existence of Deer Church. Starting with right after this class, you're coming back to my dorm, and I'm going to introduce you to Tweety. Fine, said Corin. And after class they did head back to the dorm, but Tweedy was not there, and so they decided to head to the cafeteria instead, and discovered that Cook had recently taken cinnamon rolls out of the oven and that they were the first ones in line. And so it was a pretty good ending to the day even if Corn still didn't get to meet Tweety and still had not been convinced of the existence of Dear Church. Mm. That is the end of the story for tonight. Unfortunate, but someday he too will be converted.
0: Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's show, but questions and running commentary were supplied by my children. The theme music was created by Brandon Thompson, and our wonderful logo was designed by Silas Swindlin. If you know someone who might enjoy the show, please tell them about it. Do you want more stories? You can now subscribe to the show and help pick a new story for me to tell every month. The show's website is storiesforwonderfulchildren.com. Until next time, I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story.